Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You heard it straight out of Vegas. Cofield here, RJ Bell alongside. And in the wise guy chair, college basketball football specialist Brad Powers will be talking about the four biggest college basketball games of Saturday and an early preview Monday's college football championship game. The Vegas lead tonight. I think has mostly to do with action off the field, but we'll find out if it's actionable, and it's the Patriots, and it's the story that's been brewing for a couple of weeks, and first time I heard it was actually from RJ on the show two weekends ago, uh, then I started to hear others talk about it, a good radio guy in the Bay Area named uh, John Middlecoff, and then Colin talked about it in the middle of the week, and then ESPN.com did a big story on it today, and that is, of course, the... Potential rift between Belichick and Kraft, Brady, and Alex Guerrero. So let's get this straight. You monitor talk radio coast-to-coast, national, local. You read all the blogs. The first place you heard about this was? It actually was you. Once again, it is R.J. Bell. Thank you, Stephen A., which sounds like I'm kissing your ass, but I I told you that night, right? Brad, Brad and I looked at you, and I was like, What? I hadn't heard this theory. Now, as I said, about the same time, the uh, the cat in the Bay Area, Middlecoff, had talked about it. No, then, no, I heard, no. then I heard no, Coward, then off, I just heard Alex Marvez say, hey, day- back to November. <laughs> I'd heard about it. But you were the first guy 
that I heard on air Let's, say it. And then I actually brought you on last week on Mad Dog Radio, down a spot on Sirius XM on Channel 82, and we had talked about it. So let's get something straight. When I say it on like Saturday night and someone says it Wednesday, it's not about the same time. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. We've taken our bows. Who's your sources? I'll, Boston I, wants to know. I've taken, <laughs> we've taken our bows, but I've got, I think, two or three takes on this that I haven't heard from anyone else. So I'm interested to get into the story. Here's the first thing I want to pose, and maybe I'll kind of take over as host and you counterpunch here, Steve. I like playing sidekick. Hey, there you go. Is I think the whole thing about the trainer and all that is an effect. It's not a cause. It could ju- it could be oh, Belichick said f you one day, or, or in fact they had that like a coach is screaming at you. It's like all that stuff is an effect of what of that there's a disgruntled relationship. There's an affected relationship. So what I'm going to do is take all of those effects. And the trainer, is he on the plane or not on the plane? To me, that's not as interesting. It's a sign of dysfunction. And to me, the source of that dysfunction is simple. Brady, Belichick, Kraft have had, what, 18 years, I think is the right number, or or 17 years of working to one goal. And, now, and it's been the most successful run. Remember they used to say, like, during the salary cap era, the Cowboys were the best team, and it's like, you know, in the 90s. It's like it was like five years, right? It's like, I don't care what era it is. Let, let's go back. I, I don't know the 50s and the Browns and all that stuff all that well, but in the Super Bowl era, is there even a debate about any huh? franchise that's, uh, that, that is a, you know, an empire, whatever you want to call it, a dynasty? Is, is one of the three favorites every year going into the NFL season? For the better part of at least 13 or 14 years? No, it's never happened. And as you mentioned, in the salary cap era where it's even people tougher. leave, it's hard to keep guys together. It, I actually, like, I know you love the business world. Uh, I actually think the fact, because people are going to take a lot of the stuff we say is negative. The fact that these egos all work together and through multiple scandals and suspensions and picks being taken away and it never blew up in 16 years is one of the greatest accomplishments off the field we've ever seen in sports. Agree 100%. And I, I, don't, I don't think we should roll our eyes metaphorically at it has been amazing. And, and they've got the hardware to prove it, right? And you think about it. If we went down the list of NFL teams that have been consistent, right? Pay, this century, let's say, right? Which is obviously a good period with Brady starting right around there. Is Patriots are number one. It's not even close, Right? And Steelers are in the conversation. Green Bay's in the conversation. Is there any other team? Because even when Pittsburgh has a down year, they're eight and eight. Now the Pats don't have eight and eight years, but that that is an amazing low point. If if your low point is eight and eight, I would make the case only the Packers because they went from Favre amazingly to Rodgers, and we'll be talking about that in a minute. But who is fourth? Who's the fourth? And Brad, jump in. Who's the fourth most consistent franchise? Maybe the Ravens. And the Ravens have made the playoffs once in the last five seasons. Mm. Yeah, I would have put the Colts up there, but obviously the Colts have fallen off. But when they had Manning, they were uh, in that group. But it's all yeah. these if-thens, right? And right. and that's kind of the point. Because Brady could have left. Uh, you know, Belichick could have left. Kobe Shaq broke up. So you're right. The fact they've had a long career, Brady specifically, makes it to say, well, he is the uh, a consistent part of that. And that's why I think 
and it segues great to how much Garoppolo leaving, because by all reports I read that I respect and people I talk to is Brady or, or specifically Belichick didn't want it to be who was better, Brady or Belichick? Who was more instrumental? And we've all heard those discussions on talk radio. To me, if Belichick would be able to transition to Garoppolo, even if it was three or four years of success, it would have brought Belichick, what is he, about 67, 68? 65 now. 65, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So imagine he play, coaches six more years, and he has six good years with Garoppolo. Maybe not this same level, but let's say get to even one, get to one Super, make the playoffs all years but one, get to one Super Bowl. That would have been a better finish to his career than Tom Landry had, than Chuck Noll had. We can talk about Chuck Noll all we want. That was literally seventy-four to eighty. That Steelers run. Now they did win four Super Bowls, but they weren't making the playoffs most years through the eighties, and Noll went all the way to ninety-one. So it could have ended the conversation for Belichick is, well, was it Brady or was it Belichick if he had done it with Garoppolo? And from all accounts, it was very important to him ego-wise, Belichick, that he had a second act in New England post-Brady. And the fact that, according to this story, that it got ruined by having to trade, being forced, mandated to trade the next quarterback to me, that's the story here. Agree. Disagree. No doubt. It's the story. Yeah, he, the guys had control of the organization. Trust me and I will take you where we need to go. And what's more Belichickian than telling even Tom Brady, brother, I let go of guys two years too soon rather than two years too late. Sorry, even you fall under my rules. Listen. I actually think it wouldn't have been all that Belichickian. I think it's unusual not to do it here. So let's use two recent examples. Peyton Manning, the one other quarterback that has reached retirement age that you could say he's better than Brady, right? I mean, if you look at the trophies, he's not. But in the regular season on the field, probably better, right? I mean, would yeah. you- Oh, absolutely. All right, so let's say they're in that convert, you know, one and two this century. Right now, if you had to guess, does Brady have more left starting next year? Because I heard Colin on the herd say something. We're going to have some sound from Colin in a couple minutes. He said something I totally disagree with. There's no chance that Belichick wanted to start. I don't want to say no chance. I would make a major bet that Garoppolo wasn't supposed to start this year they had Garoppolo under contract he was on he's on his original contract right now the decision point was this offseason so to me and they could have their only decision would have been resign or franchise or whatever right is the decision was after this season because you could have traded Brady or whatever with Brady and sign Garoppolo to a six-year deal or whatever you wanted to do, and you would have been more than fine. The idea that this year Brady, who is the likely MVP, wouldn't have played doesn't make any sense. The question is, after this year, how much does Brady have in the tank if you can project? And that's all you can do now is project versus two other contrasts. How much did Peyton Manning end up having in the tank when the Colts let go of him? For luck. And how much did Favre have left in the tank when he was let go of for 
Aaron Rodgers. I'd make a strong case that Peyton Manning had more left in the tank, and we saw it, than what Tom Brady would. And even Brett Favre had a couple of good seasons, and one really good season at Minnesota left I, in the I tank. I wouldn't, because the Manning situation was more defined. He got hurt. So there was doubts if he'd even ever come back again from that neck injury. Uh, and I don't think at the end, Favre did pull out a miracle year in Minnesota. Brady has, I trust that Brady has a couple more years left, but that doesn't mean that Usurps a couple the more years left of, 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 of good because Favre played for like three more years. A, a better football than both. Well, Manning was ridiculous. When well, he went Manning to had one of the great. Seasons. I, I can't say he's going to have that kind of year. Manning had one of the great seasons in NFL history after well in Denver statistically. The year they actually got dominated by Seattle in the Super Bowl was one of the greatest years ever for a quarterback. Brady to me could be a top five to seven quarterback the next two years, but the story is: does that usurp? Nine more years of Garoppolo. And, and the point I'm making is Peyton it's Manning. one or the other. you got, you got to make a choice. But ultimately, Peyton Manning had more. If you, had to, if you asked me the following, Brady from the end of this year onward versus Brett Favre post-Green Bay, I would make Brady an underdog to really? match that performance. Wow. Wow. And, I mean, you know what I'll do is as we're chatting, I'll pull up the numbers. And, again, I'm going by recollection right now. And it, well, how about we uh, we take a quick break here? We'll go through some of the numbers. Uh, we're talking about the potential rift between Brady and Kraft and Belichick. We'll talk about the fact that uh, it may be actionable. Patriots still have to play some games, or maybe it'll mean nothing. We'll get to that straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas. It's straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Rolling on with the Vegas lead, Steve Cofield here with RJ Bell. Brad Powers joins us picking up, though, to put a bow on this part of the Brady, Belichick, Kraft, Patriots saga. We were debating, hey, we know Peyton Manning post-Colts. It set a bar that I would make a major bet Brady after this year can't achieve. And they still said, bye-bye, Peyton. Hello, Andrew Luck. And I also said Brett Favre is in that conversation when they said, bye, Favre. Hello, Aaron Rodgers. They didn't know how great. Rodgers was, what, the 20th pick in the draft? They know how great he was going to be. Now, they saw him. Obviously, practice and, and had a good feeling, but game, you know, a lot of times guys are good in practice, they're not good in the game. There was no doubt around Luck, there was some doubt around Rodgers. Rodgers wasn't a guarantee. Luck was essentially yeah. called the next Peyton. He was the number one pick in the draft. Agreed, but listen, so uh, let's Still go not down. easy to turn the page on Peyton Manning. Let's go down the list of number one picks in the draft, <laughs> right? Quarterbacks especially. So I think Andrew Luck was probably the highest confidence Draft choice since John Elway is what the cliched kind of statement is. But still, the odds of him being a, let's say, top 10 quarterback were no better than 80%, right? But it was bad. it's worth 80% chance of that for the next 15 years to give up a couple years, except that's what the Pats have said no to. So I would make the case to wrap up this part of it that it wouldn't have been ruthless or... Ayn Rand type, you know, objectivism of like, we're, you know, who cares what you've done for us? Bye bye, Buster. I think it would have been natural to let Brady go after this year when you had a Garoppolo waiting and if you had to make a choice. And it's something that Belichick has done, even even though it's Tom Brady, he would do it to Brady. So that part is believable. So anyone out there who read all these reports or heard the 
the uh, take of Colin Cowherd during the week. who's like, Belichick would never do that. You're insane. Would never do what? Would never get rid of a guy like Tom Brady. He owes him so much. There's no emotion in the Belichick decisions. Emotion. That's why he's the best. He takes emotion out of it. The whole Wait, loyalty thing. Yeah. Are you? You're saying Colin said that Belichick would never want to get rid of Brady. No, I'm saying people reacting to Colin saying Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Uh, uh, we've we've heard the story multiple times yeah. now, and fans are trying to somehow chime in on this. Like well, Belichick any, would any, never do it. You, you owe him. Whoever said Belichick would never do it should never ever call a talk radio show ever again. There, there should well, be don't like, say that. You know how they have we a, need those callers. Yeah, well, we don't. You know how they have a don't. Call, I do. <laughs> when they have a don't call, yeah. When you're grinding out 15 hours a week on low, I do lots of shows. <laughs> is but the point is, I think that well, let's look at the Favre thing. Lastly, Favre had three years post Green Bay. One year, I'd be willing to make a bet amongst you guys. We're always we're in Nevada. We can bet any time. Is that if you look at his first season in Minnesota, he had 107 quarterback rating. I would make a bet if either of you guys went to. Tom Brady does not have another season after this year with a quarterback rating over 107. You will not get any action from me. Square chair? He's at 103 now, and he had 112 last year. No, I'd probably... I'd probably 112, lean 112 playing 12 games. Right, I'd probably right. lean against him doing it. There we go. So, in a way... Brady's a dog to have a better post this year career than certainly Manning. And I would make the case potentially Favre. There's different ways to look at the Favre. So let's not get caught up in that too much. So let's go to number two here. And let's talk about Colin's comment with that. So Colin broke this down the other day. Let's uh, hear the clip where Colin talks about Belichick's motivation and what he was trying to accomplish here. And Belichick said to himself, so I've built this dynasty. I've doubled your net worth. And you're going to side with the player, the old quarterback over me. I'm your CEO. I make all the decisions. You side with an old quarterback over me. And Belichick said, all right, I'm not going to be here as long as you think. And he gave away Garoppolo for nothing. And he gave away Jacoby Brissett for nothing, meaning New England has no succession plan at quarterback. And a 41-year-old Tom Brady. And now, what do you bet Belichick's making calls? Matt, Patricia, Josh McDaniels, you'd be crazy not to have him. Okay, I agree with almost everything he said. I think one thing he said is scandalous, and I don't hear anyone talking about it. He said they gave away Garoppolo. So the implication is, and and I listen to Colin pretty much every day, in fact, every day on the podcast at minimum, he said this six, seven times, gave away some variation of it. So the question is, it seems, well, I don't think there is a question it's clear he's saying he's trying to sabotage the Patriots. That he took an asset, almost like if you were a businessman and you're a CEO and you knew you were leaving the company, let's say, on December 31st, end of the year, and you said, okay, that plant we've got in Indiana, I know that plant's worth $10 million. I'm going to sell it to a friend of mine for $3 million. You go to jail for that kind of thing. So I don't know the legality of making a giveaway trade, right? I'm not going to judge that. But... Do we really think, is that what Colin, you know, I, we've got our um, show we do that we look at the Blazing Five every week and it gets released tomorrow morning. You can get it on my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas and Colin's Twitter. I didn't get into this with him because we were breaking the games now, but is there any debate that seems to be what he's saying? It definitely seems so, and he identified one particular game, the Miami Dolphin game that they lost as a game that, you know, questionable playbook heading into the game, and you could tell at least what Colin was saying from the emotions that Belichick was showing on the sidelines. 
Now, let's clarify what Brad's saying, because I think you've got a point there, but I think it's not as broad as you said. Colin did say something like, maybe he said, hey, let's see what Belich or what Brady really has. Let's show Kraft he was wrong. Let's put in a <laughs> vanilla game plan. Now, I don't think that has to be your sabotaging. The point could be, hey, we can win anyway with vanilla. It will get us ready. For, we won't give away stuff for the playoffs. So maybe that's not sabotage as much, right? Maybe it's, hey, I'm doing something that is going to help the team. And maybe us losing, even if we somehow lose, it will get us really focused because we only need to win one of the last two games. You know, like there's a lot of ways to interpret that. Saying you gave away Garoppolo is saying take an asset, give it away. I don't think that's even possible that the Belichick would. Do but you that. did read the description in the Wickersham story, right? Good. That, that clearly he didn't shop around for the best offer. But he, you, he found someone he likes, a trading partner, and in the other conference he likes Mike Shanahan. So in turn, he likes, as I call yeah, him, little I, Shanny, right? Kyle Shanahan, and thought, hey, Garoppolo with Shanahan, that's a nice match. I liked his dad. Here you go. Here's a sweetheart deal. This, That's not sabotage, but it's not exactly doing the best for the Patriots organization. You should go out and seek the best deal, try to get multiple picks. And if reports are true that first-round picks were on the table in the past, I think they would have been again for Garoppolo this time. All right. So by all accounts, there's less leverage. Because th- remember, Garoppolo either has to be franchised next year or he has to get a monster contract. In the in that story they talked about, they were offered him what eighteen million or something. So they offered him a major contract earlier this year, right? So here's where I think us not understanding the NFL at the GM level is hurting us, because if you read the story closely, it said two weeks before the trading deadline. Because remember, if if they wouldn't have traded him and he didn't resign or they didn't franchise him they would have gotten a compensatory pick, which I think would have been a third. And it would have been like in two years or something. So this is so much better than the compensatory pick. So the meeting in which they decided Kraft specifically to trade Garoppolo was two weeks before the trading deadline. Now, what happens if you shop it around? Now you give everyone, what, four days to put in a bid? And then it takes a couple of days. And then all of a sudden, what happens if our team backs out? Now you might be in a situation where you've got a fire sale and you're going to get less than what you got. And there's one other factor no one's talking about. A handshake part of that San Francisco trade was Hoyer being released. Hoyer is probably the 25th best quarterback in the NFL right now, in my opinion. He is better than six or seven start. If you actually look, when Hoyer started or Garoppolo started for the 49ers, there was 10 games Five each that they started. The 49ers only lost one game by more than three points in those 10 games. Hoyer had every, of, of his five starts, he had every game within three points. Hoyer's, uh, no, he's older, right? Hoyer's a good quarter. Hoyer's one of the best backups in the league. If not, the, I, I, now we saw Nick Foles. I'd much rather Hoyer start for the Eagles than Nick Foles if I were an Eagles fan. Anyone disagree with that? None. I mean, this is also a Hoyer that three, four years ago won four or five straight games with the Browns. The one and 31 Browns the last two years. So my point is this idea that he gave away Garoppolo, I think, uh, first of all, a high second round pick 
And the 49ers ended up winning some games, so it wasn't quite as high. Some people say is more valuable than a mid-first-round pick because of the contract that you have to give the first-rounder. Those second-round picks high up are some of the most valuable picks after you get out of the top 10. And you knew you were taking no risk by this hand, this trade with a friend that someone would back out of the last minute. You'd have to fire sale. Plus, they got Hoyer in the deal, even if it's a, kind of a handshake implicit part of it. That's not that bad of a deal. If you're on a fire sale, I want to see more. You're like, invested. oh man, that's so much logic, but I don't want to believe. <laughs> no, it. I, it's, I think it's logical. I don't believe that that was the best possible offer out there. So I want to see more follow up stories on this. You know that Belichick runs a tight camp. So what GM is going to snitch on him that, hey, we offered more? But that'll come out eventually. Let's transition to the actionable part of this. I believe this is certainly uncertainty. Certainly uncertainty for the Patriots. And when I handicap them next week, I, you know, I think it's a half a point, but I, this is not a non factor for me this year. Brad, what do you think? Agree. And I thought Colin made a great point that the Patriots probably would prefer that they play a game this weekend and not have this story rest for the next seven, 10 days being out there in the media. Yeah, I think that's an old school, old media thought. No stories. We're not going to be talking. Now, we might be talking about this as part of our preview of the game. In fact, we will. But by next Wednesday, Steve, you understand the media cycles better than I think your top 10 in the country for as much radio as you do. How much are you going to, unless there's a new news about it, yeah. how much are you talking about this next Wednesday? A little bit, but it won't be a gigantic story. We're, we're in a two or three day news cycle now. Yeah. So, I mean, at most, I mean, this Trump book is almost, you know, <laughs> come and gone. Yeah. And it, it's, it was, you know, a huge story. Okay. Last factor. What does this mean to the post 2017 next year's Patriots? Now, I was on Boston radio. I do a weekly with those guys. And, they said the odds are astronomical that Belichick leaves. If you look at the odds at one online book, now this is low limits, as in astronomical, he's very unlikely he's to staying. leave. He's he, staying. That he's staying, yes. Okay. And you could get 14 to 1 is the last number I saw if Belichick did not coach in 2018 season for the Pats. I'll tell you this, I don't play offshore. If I did, I'd put... 300 on it at 14 to 1. First of all, at his age, it's almost 14 to 1. He's going to have a health issue that he'll have to retire. I mean, when you're in your mid 60s, at some point, things happen, right? I mean, not, I'm not hoping for anyone, obviously. And number two, Belichick is the coach who actually sat there, took the Jets job, got offended or for whatever internal reason, and quit the next day. When do you ever see that happen? <laughs> you think he's going to take the. Especially with his story out now, yeah. if Belichick stays, it's going to be weakness. How much revenge would it be if Belichick goes to the Colts, goes to the Giants, and wins a Super Bowl within five years? That would be that same redemption he could have gotten with Garoppolo. I think the odds are 50-50 he leaves. I know it sounds crazy, and, and Colin seems to think it's 90% he's going to leave. I agree. It's much more likely than people think. What odds would you take? Let, let's, let's get Kevin Figures uh, in with the latest. And then, because that, that, I have to respond to that. That was, that was pretty insane. But Kevin's got the latest. All right, gentlemen. Plenty of action in the NBA on Friday night. The Celtics getting yet another victory. They've won five in a row, six of their last seven. They beat the Timberwolves in Boston 91-84. to Kyrie Irving, 16 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. Marcus Smart chipped in 18 points. Carl Anthony 
Anthony Towns, a great night, 25 points and 23 rebounds in the loss. Minnesota has lost 11 in a row against the Celtics. The Sixers mollywop the Pistons in Philadelphia, 114-78 as Joel Embiid at 23 points and 9 boards. Ben Simmons, 19 points and 9 dimes as Philly at 5 starter score and double figures. They pick up their fourth straight victory. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Elsewhere, the Hornets beat the Lakers in Los Angeles 108-94. to Dwight Howard, 15 points and 10 rebounds against his former team as the Lakers have now lost a season-high nine straight games. The Blazers got 20 points from C.J. McCollum, 14 from Damian Lillard in limited time as he had a hamstring injury. They beat the Hawks in Portland 110-89. to The Wizards get 34 points from Bradley Beal. They beat the Grizzlies 102-100. to The Heat beat the Knicks in overtime 107-103 to as Miami had six players scoring double figures, including Wayne Ellington and coming off the bench with 24 points. The Bulls with a 127-124 victory over the Mavericks as Chris Dunn had 32 points and nine assists for Chicago. Gentlemen. Kevin, thank you. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell, Brad Powers is in the Wise Guys chair here on Straight Out of Vegas. Uh, we were just wrapping up, I thought, the Belichick story being annoyed with Kraft and TB12 and the trainer. And then you throw out, you think it's now 50-50, that he's there next year. That Belichick could be gone. 50-50? Really? Well, let me and you ask- get 14-1 to 1 offshore? Well, I guess you can. It's low limits. But let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah, that, that 300 might be uh, too rich well, for your but, blood. Yeah, but plus, I don't play offshore. I Listen, if it was in Vegas, I'd make a nice bet. But Vegas doesn't typically do those. What do you put? Where? Let's say it this way. At what odds would you bet a hundred bucks that Belichick is gone? Would you take, if you got two to one, if you got three to one, when would you bet... If that that at these odds, I think it's worth saying Belichick's going to leave. Can I just put a percentage on it? Yeah, I'm not an yeah, odds guy yeah. like you are. Uh, I think uh, I'll say 10 percent chance he leaves. Really? So give but, me, but I do give believe me seven, I do believe in the Discord, but I also believe that they'll work it out. So give me seven to one. So you're saying it should be ten to one. Give me seven to one, and we'll bet a hundred. Okay, hundred. Damn it. Now I'm on the hook for. Ah, uh, we'll let, we'll I'm tease, on the hook for 700. We'll tease ahead of tomorrow night. You can tell us. I'll let you think about this one. By the way, you don't want to bet against me. A little tip. No, I actually, <laughs> Brad, what I odds? actually do because this is one of those bets. I guess I have to think about how much I'm willing to lose for something that I want to happen. It's one of those. I, I have re- <laughs> it's like an reverse, emotional head. Yeah, it's a reverse jinx. Like I actually, I don't mind if I lose the bet. Last thing on this story, or. Brad, let's get your take. What per, do percentage? What's the percentage chance Belichick's gone next year? Ah, uh, thirty percent for me. Yeah, yeah. So seven to one, you'd you like that? Oh, I love seven to one. <laughs> I, you want some? Well, I'm not load up on it. The, two, the, the, the square chair somehow is booking. I'm not sure that's. Yeah, I don't know what happened here. The, the 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 one other note that came out tonight: New York Daily News, Gary Myers, who again, that's not ESPN. He doesn't have some axe to grind because I know the Boston fans will come up with something. Everyone's our enemy. Uh, he said he has a source that. Hey, you know what? He talks to Belichick. Belichick has said in the past, the one job I would leave for is the Giants. I love the Giants. Guess what job is open right now? The Giants. Yeah, and and, and you got to figure the Giants, it, it's tough to follow a guy like Coughlin, but once you have that intermediary that fails, and we see this in college a lot, now people are super, the fans are more receptive to it being a process. Because obviously the Giants don't have a massive amount of talent, but they do have that, what, the second pick in the draft, right? Yep. So the question is, could he deal with Eli as a bridge for a year and develop another quarterback somewhere from the draft? Or maybe he doesn't deal with Eli at all. 
Or, he get, or you're right, was, he gets rid of Eli and gets a bridge. If there's anyone bridge. that can get rid of Eli and the New York fans kind of say, hey, it must be the best decision. In a way, if you buy Belichick, oh, yeah. you're buying a chance to get Eli out of town without too much fan uh, pushback. Yeah, I think that whole thing's fascinating, too. And I want let's get to these wildcard games. But the reason the Giants are where the Giants are right now is the Giants didn't act like the Giants. You know what I'm saying? They got all emotional. They didn't act like Belichick. <laughs> Eli, if it was Belichick in New York with Eli... This wouldn't have happened. But I don't think Eli, listen, I think it wouldn't have been illogical to give Eli this year and see how he played. I thought, is, I thought I saw signs of him going yeah. down, and I saw, there was one of my strong takes before the year that people saying the Giants were a Super Bowl team, I was not buying it because I thought Eli was on the downslide last year. But the fact that there was people who you even knew their take, which means to some degree they are respected, that thought the Giants could be in the Super Bowl this year is a sign it was uncertain if Eli was going to drop off. And what we know for sure is there wasn't a Garoppolo waiting in the wings, right? If you get rid of Eli, what do you do? You you pretty much stink up the season. Well, what happened? They stunk up the season anyway. The only difference was you paid Eli for it. So we got two wild card games. Let's talk about betting concepts going into the Saturday and Sunday games. First of all, strength of schedule. There's some really interesting numbers if you just look at strength of schedule for the teams. You always got to be careful with systems or trends. Now, a trend is team based. A system is <laughs> a system is league based. And this is a system, so it's across the league. If you go back to 2002, the first year that the new playoff system with six teams in each conference started, and just simply took the team with the better strength of schedule in every first-round game, just blind, you would be 41-19 and 19 straight up, 41-18-1 against the spread. 41-18-1 taking the superior strength of schedule. That's it in the first round. Jeff Sagarin's ratings, USA Today. Okay. If the difference in power rating is 10 slots or more, so one team is one, one team's 12, let's say. That's ten, more than 10 slots, 10 slots or more. 24 and 5 straight up. 23, 5 and 1 against the spread. There's two games, 10 slots or more. Atlanta is 10 slots or more better than the uh, their opponent, the Rams, Rams yep. and then the Bills. <laughs> which I don't like the bill. So I, I don't, even though this is a great system and here's the logic of it. And there's two pieces of it. And I think it both works. One is in the playoffs, you play good teams. So if you have a tough strength of the schedule, it's a sign you've played well against good teams because you've made the playoffs. Number two is the casual fan gets more involved in playoff betting. And because of that, the public biases are more impactful into the line and what's a public bias they don't care about strength of schedule they care about record so if you have a team like Atlanta that's 10 and 6 and a team like the Rams that's 11 and 5 but the strength of schedule makes it where you know given that consideration these are even teams because Atlanta played a much tougher schedule but they have one less win the public doesn't care they think the Rams are better and that's why this line was as high as six and a half when we recorded our dream preview, and by the way, guys, we've got, I'm not sure I'm proud of this, but I kind of am. We did an hour 50 dream preview just doing the college football game. An hour 50 on one game, four people talking about the nine biggest factors in that game. You can get that on my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas. We did an hour 40 on 
the four NFL games. Check both of those out if you like a really deep dive. But to me, the idea of the Falcons getting even six, huge value. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I am generally a dog player because I think the NFL goes up and down. Focus is lost in certain weeks. But that has to change in the playoffs, doesn't it? And this is concept two. Do I just go with the favorites? Because I know the favorites, unlike the regular season, they'll be focused. They'll be into these games. Yeah, you just uh, you just gave square chair. You should just read from my notes verbatim. <laughs> I, I could have taken the day off. Is here's but but you're right. Is one of the reasons we like to play dogs so much. And Brad, this is certainly the case in college too. Is the and and I like to hear your thoughts on this. Is the idea that a bigger favorite sometimes isn't fully focused, and because of that, there's value on the underdog. But once you make the playoffs in the NFL specifically, you know that, or even let's say in the playoffs in college football, when you have like an Alabama playing a Washington last year, what was the line in that game? 15 and a half, 16. Usually you think, oh, I want to take the 16 point dog. Maybe the favorite's not focused. Well, in this case, in the playoffs, you know, the favorite is focused. So it's not that I bet more big favorites than let's say underdogs, but I'm going to bet many more percentage wise compared to the regular season because focus isn't the problem. So let's get some leans and likes for both of these games. we got Falcons and Rams. We've got Titans and Chiefs. Which Chief team is going to show up? The one that was great in the beginning and the end, or the one that was lackluster in the middle of the season? That's on the way straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas, Steve Cofield, RJ Bell, Brad Powers is in the wise guy's chair. All right, time for some picks in the wild card games and a little college basketball AFC game is up first, 435 start Eastern time. Titans are getting eight and a half. The total is 44 and a half. Obviously, the game is in Kansas City. Titans outscored on the season. That means they're a below average team. They are, if you look at our Vegas rankings, we've got them in the second half of the league. Kansas City, four, four out of five wins, four straight. I think this team's playing as good as in the beginning of the year. I know a lot of people disagree with that. The stats say they're actually playing a little bit better. I'm leaning here. I'm not taking off the rubber band. Leaning Kansas City. Fezzik is on a slow pace game, right? On the under on 44 and a half? Yeah, I think you're right on that. And that was, I think it's his best bet for the weekend, so he likes a, a lower scoring game. What do you think of that? You know, I, I'm not a totals guy in the NFL. It's so much like I can. There's two things that add to totals: efficiency of the offenses and pace of the game. I'm pretty good when it comes to efficiency of the offenses. I don't have a great feel of what the pace of games are going to be, so I'm not a totals guy. Forty-eight and a half, much higher total with the Rams hosting the Falcons. The important number of the side five and a half, and it sounds like. Are you a lean or a like on the Falcons? I bet this game at six and a half. So uh, at five and a half, I would still bet it. I would look on the money line uh, too because I think the Rams are a good front-running team. So they do get a nice lead. I mean, Matt Ryan could come back, but they're going to grind. I think if the Falcons cover this, there's a heck of a chance they win it. So I would say half of a bet on the Falcons, on the spread, half on the money line. I like Atlanta's my favorite side play of the wild card round. And this, the Atlanta play sort of holds true with the Vegas rankings, right? Atlanta really never fell outside of about the top 12, right? Even when they were, you know, hitting the skids early. The wise guys have bet the Falcons more than any other team in the NFL this year, and there's one reason why. 
their record and their stats, there's a big difference between them. And whenever the stats say one thing, in this case, the Falcons are tied for the second best team in the league net yards per play. And the record says another, which is, hey, a wild card team, so not a great team. The wise guys trust the stats. Why? Because there's only 16 possible wins and losses throughout the season. There's over a thousand plays. Math guys always trust the bigger sample size. I do too. I think the Falcons are an equal team to the Rams. I think this line should maybe be three and a half at the most. So if you're getting five and a half, that's the value. Tomorrow we'll have a full breakdown of the national title game with Alabama and Georgia. We'll analyze these games from Saturday. We'll look ahead to NFL Sunday wildcard games. We'll also look at the rankings in the National Football League, according to Vegas, where the Eagles have now fallen out of the top 10, and there's a top 10 team that I looked at today, and I scoffed. So just keep that scoff, the Cofield scoff in mind for 24 hours from now. I scoffed. I'm not going to scoff at this one. College basketball thoughts and notes from the first 20 games or so. One, there are no great teams. Well, there isn't because according to your rankings. Well, yes, and according to the AP rankings, this is the first time we've entered January, so we've entered a new year without an unbeaten team for the first time since the AP poll started doing college basketball rankings back in 1948. Overrated this year, overrated so far. Well, overrated Arizona State, and it's probably easy for me to say that now because they just lost (laughs) as a double-digit favorite last night. But we did have this on the Dream Preview that we taped on Tuesday, me calling Arizona State overrated, mainly because of that hot start that they had and that win over Kansas. All right, let's get some plays. Some of the big games in college basketball. Uh, North Carolina taking on Virginia. I I like the under here, and here's why. you got two very efficient defenses. Virginia, the number one defense in the country. And also their game plan when they play North Carolina, they really slow it down. The under is covered by more than 20 points each of the last three meetings under 137.5. Kansas taking on TCU on the road. Well, Kansas off that poor performance against Texas Tech. They lose at home. They're 0 for 12 from three-point range in the second half. To me, that's an outlier. I'm going to play on a very motivated Kansas team, laying the one point. What's your best play beyond that? Oklahoma, West Virginia, Duke, NC State? Actually, Kentucky in a rare underdog role. Look, Kentucky's usually overpriced because of their pedigree and their players and their head coach, Calipari. But one time that's been very profitable here the last three, four years in the underdog role. This is only the second time they've been an underdog this year. Covered the first one. They're getting three points at Tennessee. Give me the Wildcats. So, RJ, tomorrow is go time. I have to uh, accept this bet or not? Yeah. On Belichick being there or not. And, And you guys are getting seven to one if he leaves? Yeah. Well, listen, ah. you're the. I asked you what you thought the odds were, and you sat back. You, <laughs> I said ten percent chance. You ran, your, and then you ran the numbers. You're like, okay, that's seven I, to one. So, so no, no, no. Ten percent would be nine to one. Ah. So I'm saying you're the house in this case. I'm giving you the vig, and some. I've never seen that. Well, the house does run away sometimes, but you've run away. Let's be honest. You're. It's a better chance of Belichick leaving than you taking this bet tomorrow. We will tease it, but you're not taking it. I've lost some bad bets recently when I get involved. <laughs> oh, in this now one. he's starting the excuses. <laughs> now I have. It's like a guy doesn't want to go on a date because he's just had a breakup. Jonas Knox is on the way. Fifty bucks a piece. A hundred. Com- like you got to make I'm- it worth my effort. <laughs> <laughs> just having a small chance to beat RJ would be worth it to you. Uh, make sure you check out the Dream Preview. Also, RJ on Twitter at RJ in Vegas at Brad Power Seven at Steve Cofield. We will see you tomorrow night straight into Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.